0: Go ahead and turn to genesis chapter six that 's where we'll we 'll be at some today um, we 'll get to father 's day here in just a second. I wanted to mention a few things before we jump in there. Um, there is um, Harold came on board here about nine months ago and with he approached the church and it said i've I got some things to learn i want to want to do a an apprenticeship or internship, and I want to see where, where god 's leading me during that time and we spent the last nine months uh, working on that and um, and I think we 've like we 've talked about with Harold and the elders here the last last weeks is this has been a mission accomplished, and that harold has, has said i 'm in a place now that I, I see God working, and I've, i need to make transitions for, for see what the next chapter is in life, and all of us have those times when it's, we get to a transition time and it 's time for a different chapter and our uh, prayers continue with you, Harold, and I uh, appreciate um, you and all you've done. I know that one of the things that in the, the first month he was here, Harold was given a project, and the elders and I said in a nutshell is, would you help us go into the 21st century? Okay, You're a techie guy. What, what's, what's out there for us to be able to communicate? And so he did a lot of research and came up with Flocknote. And we've we've ad- adopted that. And if you haven't signed up for Flock Note, here's a plug. I recommend signing up because it's really easy now for, for us to send out a message or, or if you want to sign up for to get prayer requests, you can do that. But we can send out announcements in 30 seconds with a text or an email to the entire church. And that was something that Harold put a lot of time in to be able to, to, to so that we could do that. And that's a, that's a blessing. There's, there's others that we can talk about. But our, our prayers go with you, Harold, and we're uh, excited for uh, the, the next adventures in life for you uh, from here. Uh, if you notice, there's a few decorations up here that are a little different uh, than normally. We usually don't have the the, the chuck wagon here and, and, the, and the trees and that. But last week was our, our big VBS, and it was, boy, it was amazing. Um, I think uh, all of us that, that worked in the VBS and helped out uh, probably took a nap sometime this last weekend, there was uh, about 60 kids were there that participated, and, and quite a few from the community. And so this is, I know the church here hasn't done a VBS for a few years, and so this is a great start back into uh, to reaching out to the kids in, in the neighborhood. And um, a lot of tremendous things, uh, tremendous spiritual seeds were planted during this time, and, and that's exciting to see, and that's something we can continue to pray for, to see how God continues to plant seeds in the lives of the kids that were here uh we've got church in the park tonight, which is us going and roasting marshmallows, inviting everybody in the park that wants that's there to come and just roast marshmallows with us and start those or continue those spiritual conversations. And so that's something that all of everyone's invited to be able to participate in as well. Um Okay, Father's Day. Boy, it's a great day, isn't it, guys? This is of all the holidays, this is my favorite. you know it 's just all about me no i 'm kidding. there is a, this is great. I love our society, and one of the things we do is, is honor moms and, and honor dads and set aside a, a certain day where, where that is important and it 's important to remember those things and As I was reflecting this week about father 's Day, I thought, what is something that, that guys tend to like and there's there 's a bunch of things came to mind, but but one of them, when you think about TV shows, for example two things that guys are drawn to is adventure and building. You see that? You look at the movies out there that are that are guy movies or, or guy shows, usually it has something to do with adventure or building. There is, uh, when my father-in-law was here for uh, a month and a half here earlier this spring, uh, Giancarlo was, he's from Italy, been there his whole life. Uh, one of the things that he loves, and we, I've, learned this about him since Sylvia and I have been married, is that he loves these guy movies. And so every evening, after we put the kids to bed, usually we would sit in the living room and talk for a little bit. But what happened is for the last probably about month that they were here, he discovered on TV that there is a channel called Grit. Okay, We don't have cable. We have peasant vision. You know the, the rabbit ears. And so there was... Um, he, uh, Giancarlo, every evening... He turned on Grit, and it was some guy movie. That's all it is, is, is tough man movies. And so he had those on, and he'd watch them, and he could understand some in his limited English. But that was something that he was drawn to. And I think most of us can relate to that in, in some form or fashion, is that we're drawn to, to things that we can build and things that we can pursue adventure in. And I know for myself that uh, when I, uh, I pursued a lot of different adventures in life, um, you know, hiking, skiing, hunting, whatever, and and getting married continued those those and and when kids came along, realized that that was one of the greatest adventures I had ever embarked upon, because um, I I found that with children, I couldn't just try to muscle my way through the situation. Now things have to be very different. Um, I have to approach these these little little beings that God has given me in to raise up and launch to be soldiers for Christ. And how am I supposed to do that? Because they didn't come with a manual when they popped out, Um, aside from Scripture. But there's a whole lot of things that I've had to have to and continue to to wrestle through in that. And so I know that speaking for myself, being a father, it's really helpful to have a day that that you can look back and say, all right, maybe something I've done here is right, and maybe something's going okay, and for people to say happy Father's Day. We're going to look today at a guy who was... um, was involved in adventure and building. And he embarks on one of the greatest adventures, I think, it is in Scripture and builds one of the greatest things that we ever see in Scripture. And we're going to look at uh, some some concepts from the life of Noah. Uh, one of the first people we see in Scripture way back was a guy who was a faithful follower. Hey, we're going to paint a, a picture of some of the the background here, first of all. Let's look at a couple of scriptures here. Go to Genesis chapter 6, and I'll read verses 5 through 7. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth every human, the human race I have created, and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground for I regret that I have made them. Wow, think about how an uh, awful situation this had become. Skip down to verse 11. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. Oh, what a, what a sad time to live. A sad time to to see this wonderful creation that God had created. This earth with a garden of Eden, and where everything was perfect. These, these plants, these animals, that you look around and you can see God in everything. And we know the story that Adam and Eve sinned, and they are removed from the garden. And from there, it just seems, as you read through the first chapters of Genesis, it just gets worse and worse and worse as you go along. And maybe part of this has to do, that because before the flood, people lived a lot longer. And maybe some of that was atmospheric type things. Uh, we don't know. But there's, according to the Genesis record, there's people living a long time. And think about this, in our world, if a person is born and chooses at a very young time in life that they are going to pursue evil and go that direction and, and try to, uh, to do everything evil they can and just serve themselves, what happens is, is after not too long we tend to run out of steam and, and we just, uh, we're not on this life that long. But when you have people that are living 800, 900 years, just imagine if you started from a time you were a teenager, say 15, and you said, I'm going to pursue evil, and that's what I'm going to pursue. Just think how bad a person could be if they had energy for hundreds of years to pursue that. Kind of gives me creeps to think about that. How, how sick this world had become, how devastating. And so Noah is living in this world where there's violence everywhere, that the inclination of people's hearts is just to move away from God and to pursue evil all the time. Pretty spooky situation. I believe as, as much as um, we may talk sometimes about, look what the world is coming to type, type stuff, we can all look around and we can see a lot of good out there. We can see a lot of people, even people that have, are led by the sinful nature, there's aspects to them that you can see God break out at different times, being created in God's image. You can see them do acts of kindness and acts of goodness. And apparently in Noah's day, that had completely been removed from people. A really sad situation. But we see something here In in the middle of all this darkness. There is this bright spot. And look at verses 8 through 10. It says, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Skip down to verse 22. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. And skip down to chapter 7, verse 5. And Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. And these are just a few verses in here, but you see this contrast. His people have become very evil, have pursued all sorts of nastiness and violence. But there is one man in the middle of all of this that says, no, that's not what I'm going to be. And Noah must have been quite a guy. And I think just as if we choose to do evil, we can become very evil after 800 years if we live that long at this point in time. If a person chooses from a young age to say, I will pursue God, and I'm going to pursue God because I believe that my Creator must know more than me because He created me, and I'm going to pursue that, just how strong and godly a person could become if you pursued that that course uh, throughout several hundred years of life. And so with Noah, what happens is he uh, God speaks to him at some point in time. He starts having kids. Uh, when it's, as according to the, the text here, when he is about 500 years old. So hopefully Noah had a whole lot of wisdom by that time to be able to raise children. But he has these children, and by the time 600 years of Noah's life comes around, so 100 years later, things have changed a whole lot in the world. Some point in that time period, God approaches Noah, and you can read this through chapter 6 through chapter 9 in Genesis. But God approaches Noah and says, all right, Noah, we got problems here. You look around, everything is evil, and I look through the earth, and I, I see this violence everywhere, but I look at you, and I see a heart that is different. So what we're going to do is we're going to destroy the earth. We're going to hit the reset button, and we're going to try something different and what i 'm going to do is i 'm going to send this great flood on the earth, and Genesis talks a little bit about how the Earth was different, and there 's a lot of things we don 't understand, but what we do very clearly from Genesis is that there was no rain up to this point in time there were there were great great it says the, the, the deep it calls it says the waters of the deep, and so there were in some form or fashion, some type of, of springs that were more than there is now, that just watered everything, so there didn't need to be rain. Now, there's speculation that there may have been a canopy of, of moisture over the earth at that point in time that helped prevent aging. We, we don't know all of those, except that the w- world was different before the flood happens. And so Moses, excuse me, Moses, Moses wasn't around yet. Okay, Moses wasn't around yet. I've heard people ask how many... Animals from, of each kind did Moses take on the ark? You know the question, the answer to that, don't you? Yeah, Moses wasn't on the ark, right? All right. And so here you have Noah, as God speaks to him, and God says, I'm going to send something on the earth that's different, something that's never seen before. It's going to rain, there's going to be a big flood that's going to cover the earth. And so what I want you to do is, you're going to build this gigantic boat that is going to take you and your family and the animals, and it's going to... Uh, so we're going to hit the reset button. We're going to start over. And so I want you to start on this and go for it. And over the next many years, you can imagine that Noah spends a lot of time working to try to put this big boat together. Puts it all together. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows what type of technology was available at that point in time in order to make this happen or what that, uh, what that looked like. But Noah sets on this course to build this boat. And God gives them all sorts of different types of, of instructions of how this boat is supposed to look and how big it's supposed to be. And interestingly enough, just as a side note, in the early parts of last century, um, the, um, there were several cargo vessels that were built by the U.S. military that used the, the, the instructions specifically from Genesis 6 through 9 to build them. And have been in service for a long time, and, and they were not fast, but they were designed to be able to take on a big wave and continue to float and stay upright. A pretty amazing technology that that God gave Noah at this point in time. And so Noah goes about building this ark, and with his family, and at the, when the time comes, God causes animals to come into that ark, causes rain to come on the earth, and as Says that for forty days the 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 flood or the, the waters of the deep broke open and it rained and and water just came everywhere. And it's interesting that you go into um, to to mythology or the uh, uh, there's discussions of or the history of peoples. Like uh, if you talk about the the Blackfeet, for example, have a flood story. Most ancient cultures have a flood story of how this flood happened at some point in time. And so Noah and his son, his wife, and his sons and their wives are on this boat. And the waters come, and God hits the reset button. Pretty scary story, you read about it. But as they're floating out there, Noah, as it seems like things are changing, he sends out a raven, he sends out some doves, and they end up indicating that, yes, the water is receding from the earth. And as the water recedes from the earth, eventually Noah and all of his family come out and they uh, uh, make a sacrifice to the Lord, and they renew a covenant with God. And God sends them the rainbow. Did you guys see that big rainbow that was out this, it was out this direction the other day? I saw several of you post it on Facebook. It was pretty amazing. It was a full rainbow, and then there was, there was another partial rainbow up above it. Just amazing to look at. And God sent this rainbow as, as a covenant to the people, saying, Never will I destroy the earth with water again. I'm not going to do this again. Follow me and honor me. That's what I ask of you. And there's a lot of details that I didn't include there, but that's the general story of what happens with Noah uh, during this time period. And there's some things that, as I, as I pondered and read over the story over and over again this last week, there's several things that came to mind that, that are helpful and encouraging for me uh, from this story as Noah, who is one who is a faithful father to his family. Noah started off by being one who was... Uh, had a great faith in God. Uh, God spoke to him, and he believed God. That's something that you see as a common denominator for people who are faithful people throughout Scripture. We see it with Abraham uh, a number of years later. It says that Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. As God spoke to him, and Abraham thought, huh, well, God must be telling the truth here, and so I'm going to, I'm going to believe that, and I'm going to proceed accordingly. I wonder, and there's no way we can know this, And maybe this didn't happen at all. But I wonder if there's other people that God spoke to during the time of Noah. Whether they were other people that he said, I want you to build an ark. And they said, I'm not doing that. That takes a lot of work. That takes a lot of time. We don't know that. There could have been other people that, um, and I'm completely speculating here, okay? Maybe there's other people that started the boat and didn't finish. Now, there's there's other there's all sorts of, of of speculative possibilities there because we see those type of things god calling people today that start and don't finish and that but with with noah god speaks to him and says noah there's big stuff's going to happen and you have got to build this boat it's going to save you it's going to save all people and i want you to do this And Noah had the courage to say, all right, I will change my course, change my direction. I'm going to believe what God has to say at this point in time. And that's where it all starts for us as people and for us as fathers, is that when God speaks, and we have his word here, is that we can say, all right, if this is what God says, then I'm going to believe that. That's where I'm going to start. Uh, And we have something that is different than Noah had. We have God himself that came to the world, that lived among us for a while, as, as Jesus did, and showed us what it meant to live as a as a godly person. And that's a, a great example that we have that Noah didn't have. And so that's where it all starts for us, is when we hear the word of God, that we start by believing that. Yes, God, you must know you're talking about, and I'm going to start by believing that. Noah was also a faithful father, and then he demonstrated obedience. Now, what a tremendous obedience he shows In that not only did he have faith, but he demonstrated his faith by saying, I am going to do something that God has called me to do, and I'm going to do this faithfully. I remember when I was a squirt, uh, my mom asking me a question. And um, you can confirm this with my sister. She's here today. And do not ask her any questions. We have an agreement. She doesn't tell stories about me. I don't tell stories about her. Okay, fine. But I remember our mom saying to us at one point in time, and I don't remember if we brought it up, it was probably my sister asking all these questions. You know, she always asks those questions, that type of thing. But um, what happened? What would happen if Noah would have, have built this ark and he would have changed the dimensions? Or what if he would have used a different type of wood? Or what if he would have left bigger windows or something like that? And I remember my mom saying, well, what do you think would have happened in this situation? And it didn't take us too long as kids to realize and and to pick up that if Noah would have decided to play his own game and do his own thing, then he really wouldn't have been obedient to God, would he? And that's a, a great message for all of us who are dads or people in general, is that God calls us to be obedient to him. Uh, what he calls us to do, then we demonstrate a, a lot of faith when we, we do it and we proceed in doing what God wants us to. Noah also a, demonstrates that he's a faithful follow, father and that he demonstrates patience there's um, something that occurred to me and jumped out to me, and maybe it's because of my own life situation that I'm in right now. Uh, I have a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old. And when they were really small, like two and four, and uh, we have our, uh, our cousins, our kids' cousins here, the different ages of kids respond differently to different type of example and instruction. And I remember... When, uh, when my children were two, I would say, um, don't chew on that because you might choke on it. And, uh, and, and I could say things, I could command things, if we want to say it that way, in a way that, that was, uh, that functioned pretty well. But I noticed that as my kids get older, there's a whole lot more sit down, have a discussion type of things because I know if their heart is not in what I'm asking them to do, then, the moment I I turn around or the moment I'm not there, they're going to do what they want. I've I've got to lead their hearts somehow in this process. And I think about with Noah is Noah was one who had his children and with all the other evil influences around, somehow was able to lead his children into ages much, much later in life to do what God wanted them to, even when everybody else around was was saying, no, I'm not going to do that, I'm going to go the opposite direction. And that couldn't have been Noah just saying, do this, do that, but it would have been Noah leading by example and his kids looking and saying, that's what I want to be like, that's what I want to look like, and so I'm going to proceed because I see that God's way is best. Go ahead and look at at Ephesians. We'll turn there. Ephesians chapter 6. This is one of the great scriptures that uh, I think is... For, for us as dads, that should give us a, a lot of, of courage and a lot of uh, conviction as well. Ephesians chapter 6 and uh, verse 4 says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And that means Noah must have, throughout his time, to be able to to have his kids following this, through all of that, that time period, must have provided an example that, that didn't exasperate his children, but called them higher because of his uh, the example he set forth. And that's, a, that's something that's convicting for me. That's what I want to shoot for. And I, I know all of us as fathers, that's what we, we aim for, and that's what we want for our own families, is to provide that example that calls our kids higher and changes their hearts in the process. Noah was also a faithful follower, in that he demonstrated a lot of persistence. <laughs> Just think about this: if, if you were given a project that took, we don't know, 100 years, 80 years, 60 years to build something, um, how many of us would get discouraged and say, "All right, I am so tired of building this thing. I have seen so much wood go for wood over this time, and I want I'm going to burn this thing, <laughs> and we're going to have a huge bonfire in the process. I can I can relate to that. Um, there's times where I've started projects and sure didn't want to finish because I was I was frustrated by how it was going. And I I have to think that Noah in his in his uh, time of building this ark, they would have had times where uh, a seam broke here or a, a support broke there, or a piece of wood went flying off here, and something like that. And it would have been so easy for Noah to say, "All right, forget about it. We're going to swim. <laughs> We're not going to pursue this anymore because this is hard. This is difficult." And I know that all of us, whether we're dads or not, run into situations in life, spiritually, physically, whatever, that we're going along and we just think, you know, I just do not want to finish. I'm not going to be persistent because this is giving me a giant headache. When oftentimes, when we we miss out and we quit just before things get better. And Noah is a great example for me in this, is that Noah demonstrates a great faithfulness and that he is persistent all the way to the very end. And you notice that sometimes we have those times in life where we don't see the benefit of what we're doing and all the work that we're putting in. We don't see it. And I believe that Noah would have have been that way for years and years. He would not have had the benefit of knowing that something, that this rain was going to come. For sure, he couldn't see it. He couldn't touch it. But once it came, you can imagine Noah and his children and their families sitting around in that ark, looking around thinking, boy, aren't we glad that we built this boat? Aren't we glad that we did what God called us to? So for fathers, I think we can look at all of these. Um, I, I pray that this, is, this gives you, you courage. You know, let's, let's continue on. Let's continue on and, and set the godly example, no matter where we're at, whether uh, where our families are at or what phase in life we're in, is that it's a, it's a world out there that it has a lot of influences trying to lead us and our children in all sorts of different directions. There's, we see that everywhere. But there's a, we're in a different place because we have, unlike Noah, a whole lot of other Christian dads that are walking along beside us that we can encourage each other. And Noah was one who was, I bet Noah felt like this fish here. I've never seen a big salmon run. How many of you have seen a big salmon run in person? Okay, that's one thing I'm looking forward to someday, uh, seeing one of these big salmon runs and catching these fish and eating them there by the, by the side of the river. I would love to, to, to see something like that. But you look at this guy, um, the bigger part of the picture is that I didn't include here is there's a whole lot of other fish around this guy that are trying to get upstream. And But sometimes I imagine that this fish maybe feels like he's the only one out there, that he's the only one out there that's trying to get up this, this waterfall. He's the only one that's trying to get up the stream. And this is pretty tough. And maybe it just takes us to be able to look around and see that there's others that are in the same spot that are trying to get upstream with our families as well. That's what God has called us, to be men that lead our families or whoever we have influence with to be closer to God. And and that takes uh, examples like Noah. For us to look at, it takes examples like uh, others around us that, uh, that we can find encouragement from. I know for myself, dads, one thing that I've, I've really worked on doing um, in life. And and I think maybe all of us do this to, to some extent, hopefully. But I look for people that have gone before me and I ask them a lot of questions. And people that have raised kids that are a few years ahead of mine or have launched kids... I, I really work to ask them a lot of questions about, okay, now, what worked, okay? Now, what, what, what worked, what didn't work? And please, if you see big red flags in my family happening, I encourage you to tell me about it. And I want to have that type of transparency with people who have walked ahead of me. And so there's some things that were encouraging for me this week. I hope they're encouraging for you as well. But for all of us, no matter what our situation is, what I hope for us is that we can say, I want to be God's person I want to be that light when everything else is dark, and I'm going, to be, I'm going to have faith, I'm going to have obedience, I'm going to be patient, and I'm going to be persistent, and I'm going to do those things every day. And when we do that, God blesses us in ways that are beyond our imagination, and we see the blessings throughout our life, but especially when we go to be with God. Um, if you would like to become a Christian or you like prayers of the church, you're welcome to come forward. We have some elders in the back that are, uh, are willing and, and waiting to pray with you as well if you have something specific you want to pray about. Let's stand and sing together.